I think we're streaming. Welcome, everyone, hopefully, to the Down the Middle podcast, everyone's 23rd favorite wrestling podcast. As always, I am your host, Jake, and I am joined by the ever dapper, fantastic, orgasmic Ben. Hey, I like that. The sexlence and execution, if you will. Yes, yes. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Did you say the twenty third most listened pod- wrestling podcast of all time? I mean, I'm assuming. No, no. Well, we're not their favorite yet because they may not have started listening yet. Well, you're right. You're right. But we should always be everybody's favorite because we bring we bring the good shit. You're right. Speaking of shit. Uh, we're going to go over full gear, which was not shit. It was really good for the most part. But WWE has another round of releases this mm-hmm. week. And timing was actually perfect for us. Where the fuck? There it is. Sorry, I'm getting the Twitch up so that I can see if anyone is commenting or not. Just going to get that pulled up and then... Cool. Right on. All right, so the WWE releases. And I read this time this was budget cuts, even though it's like they make money. They make money. So there's no there's something else. The WWE is kind of turning into the government where like they keep saying the same thing, but you know, it's bullshit. Well, the last one was was budget cuts. Plus, they were saying vaccinations and everything else, too. What's it's like? Maybe, you know, but whatever. It's it's not budget cuts. They have been posting record profits, you know. Right. In the company's history. Um, so the biggest one was John Morrison, which I saw coming when they released Taya. Yes. I, I'm willing to bet he might have even asked for his release. I mean, when he came back and everything, I'm like, oh, Ms. like, oh, they'll probably put Ms. Morrison back together and Everything sure enough they did, but which should have been good, and yet they managed to completely fuck it up. Right, they turned into a joke, unlike the first run that they had. Like the first one was funny, but they weren't the butt of the joke. Like they were telling the jokes, right? And but but this this go around and like the the Johnny Drip Drip shit. Like I cannot believe. Like they they had to have paid him a lot of money. Well, drip, drip, and all that stuff. That's part of the new talk. Yeah, I know. I like. I get it, but I just can't see somebody like who's had the career of John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, Johnny wherever he happens to be. Johnny Mundo. John, oh, Johnny Mundo. Yep. Which is probably my favorite. I, mean, I, um, I was listening. I was listening to Jim Cornette just a minute ago. It's like, so do you think he's going to be Johnny Rampage or Johnny Dynamite? <laughs> you know what? You know what he should do, and I'm going to call this shit Johnny Elite. I like that. I like it. Either that, I or do. either that, or just go by his actual name, John Hennigan. But I kind of like Johnny Elite. Hey, he won't go by John Hennigan. Yeah, I know. I know. Why? Well, right. he hasn't. He hasn't up to this point either. He might go back to Johnny Mundo though, because of AEW's partnership with AAA and Impact. 
Oh, I guess he was Johnny Impact and Impact, but you know. I kind of I kind of dig the idea where it's right. like he he always takes on the last name of wherever he's wrestling. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah. He was Johnny Mundo and Lucha Underground. And in AAA. Basically, when he was in Mexico, yeah, he was going by Johnny Mundo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Which is Spanish for world, for those that don't know. Well, here's the thing, though. And obviously, we all know that The Miz is doing Dancing with the Stars. Right. So, this just proves right there that when Miz comes back, he'll have nothing to do because they set up the feud for Miz and Morrison to do before more Miz, something happened to Miz, whatever they did, yep. get him off TV to go do Dancing with the Stars. Yep. And they <clears> was going to come <throat> back. I figured they would have finally actually feuded and actually do their feud. Which, holy crap, how good would that have been? Right. So good. Right. But in true WWE fashion, they're like, oh, this is going to be great. Nah, let's not do that. Or let's fuck it up. Kind of like how they did with Shinsuke and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you, they told them, like, they didn't let them wrestle the kind of match they wanted. And how, why do I think that? Because they've wrestled that kind of match before, recently. Right. And they were probably like, oh, no, you can't do that. That's too much. You're going to make Cena look bad. Really? I'm not, I'm not trying to dog on Cena. I'm just... Because Cena, like, I really think, too, that if they would take the shackles off Cena that he could have some much better matches. Well, when he did rust, when he was feeding with Outwoods, he was actually having some really good, good matches. You're right. I saw a couple of those. I think, and I, I think that's preservation on the part of John Cena, both him and the company are like, yeah, you don't need to be out there doing crazy stuff because we want you on the road all the time, which I get, but I think their schedule is unreasonable. It's, it's not conducive to good television wrestling. Well, you got you got two live shows a week, right? Plus, you got three three days of life, of uh, live of events. events. Yep. Plus, when it comes to the weekend of pay per view, um, <clears throat> that would mean that you would start working on Friday. You got live event on Saturday, and then pay per view on Sunday. Raw on Monday. Raw on Monday. Yeah. And then you got your days off in the the middle of the week because they don't really have live shows during the middle of the week. They don't? I thought they did. Maybe they changed it. Well, they did. They they had to have because, you know, people actually. But when SmackDown was on Tuesdays, the live events would be Friday, Saturday. Yeah. But if they didn't have a pay-per-view on Sunday. They do a live event on a Sunday, too. Right, right. But I... Because I even said, like, I don't remember if I said it on this podcast, but I, I'd said it before, like, right when AEW was starting. Actually, I said this before AEW started, but I kind of reinforced it. It's like, if they focus, if you focus on the TV, it's a win-win. Because, like, do you really need live events? Like, I wonder how much money they actually make when you like take out the cost of renting the building and the security and like when you take the gate minus the cost of putting on the event, I'd wager to say they probably don't make as much as you would think. Well, I've never been to a live event 
when it comes to WWE. Um, but I know, like, when you go to a well, I've seen pictures and stuff for a live event for WWE. It's half the crowd. Yeah, because, like, well, and that's the other thing, too. That's what I mean. Like, I'm even talking, like, theoretically a full-capacity crowd because they're tending to do smaller venues for live events. And there's less interest because you can pretty much guarantee that, except on a very rare occasion, nothing interesting is going to happen at a live event. Right. I like back in the day when uh, you would have a title change at a live event, which was by accident, where you... <laughs> like, it can happen, but right. it's, it's statistically not likely. Like, I kind of have a rule where, it, well, right now I'm not going to any WWE shows, but used to. It's like I just I wouldn't go. I'd go for TVs and pay-per-views, but I would never go for a live event because nothing was going to happen. Well, and that's the same thing with two. With like, I'll just use TNA as an example. I've been to two house shows for TNA, and the first one I went to, it was good. It was a good show. Like Kurt Angle was the main event against Samoa Joe and everything for the world title and all that stuff. He got. Uh, this is when, um, oh, what was it? Prince AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Christian, with Christian Cage <clears throat> on them. And it was a really good show. And that was, I watched that over in Ohio. And then went over to Illinois, watched the TNA show there because for some reason Indiana can't get TNA. Well, we we almost did, but then that got, we, they had to cancel that because of uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Um, but I watched it over there, and I'm like, oh, God, this TNA show is terrible. And they didn't draw nothing. Right. Well, but, uh, <clears throat> it's like I get that they're trying to do house shows so workers can actually make their money on their contracts and everything. I get that part, but it's like... I mean, I guess here's my logic. And I mean, AEW's doing it, so I know it'll work. Like, for your big stars, you're paying them enough to where it's in your best interest to make sure that they can be healthy for the main shows where you're making your money, in this case being television and pay-per-view. And then your your up-and-coming wrestlers, most of them are allowed to do independence. But they're still being paid well for the level that they're at. So they can preserve their bodies, or if they want to make some extra money, most of them can go do indies. Oh, hell, even Moxley's allowed to do indies. Actually, I think most people are allowed to do indies if they want to. Or, again, if you're if you're a lower talent because of their working relationships with AAA, Impact, and New Japan, you know, if somebody's not being used on AEW television, they can easily, you know, be sent, hey, or, or like, go, go. I don't, I don't think they have an official relationship with GCW, but it's obviously friendly. Because they've had Nick Gage on Dynamite and Mox is doing, you know, the stuff with GCW and I uh, uh, Janela is too affiliated with them. Who? Joey Janela. Who? Oh, right. Because we haven't seen him. He disappeared. Well, he used to be before he disappeared. Right. No, he came back though. Now he's with that. Uh, I forget her name. The the girl with the like orange hair. I think it was orange or pink or something like that. Yeah, yeah I. <clears throat> Came back for, he came back for a hot minute because he separated with from uh, Sonny Kiss, which is like, who's Sonny Kiss? <laughs> well, I mean, let's be real. How long? 
how long can that gimmick realistically go and how successful can he be doing that kind of a such a niche type character characters like that and i'm sorry and everything and i'm going i'm going along with what you're saying i don't i don't mind the gimmick everything it's characters like that is what's used for dark or dark elevation correct and it's not and it's a real shame because sunny kiss is really good yes like i really wish that they would they don't even need to tone the character down necessarily they just need to stop making that the emphasis so kind of like Kind of like how they've handled Nyla Rose. Like, they know Nyla Rose is trans, but they don't really talk about it. Like, everyone knows, but it's not important because of what they're doing with the character. Right. Like, oh, I get it. I totally get what you're saying. But with Sonny Kiss, I, I don't know. I think it, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say blaming him, but like, it's kind of his fault because even when he was in Lucha Underground, you know, it's the same presentation. Like it's the the character, the gimmick is too loud and it overshadows his incredible athletic talent. So I would I would actually not be opposed to seeing a bit of a wardrobe change, make it a little bit less over the top, which I get it. That's who he is. And that's more power to you. I'm just talking about to appeal to a wide mainstream television audience and showcase your strengths other than your uniqueness, which is it's there. Like, like maybe, maybe, maybe the booty shorts and the crop top is not the way to go for you. You know, nobody's, nobody's saying you can't wear pink or something like that. No, nobody's telling him what to do. It's just, to me, it seems like if you want to get over with that type of audience and they like Sonny, like Sonny never gets booed. At least not that I can hear. Nope. He's real liked. And you get the name's not bad. I mean, it's right. It's it's in the same vein as Gorgeous George, you know. But I right now, as as he is today, I just can't. I can't even see like Sunny Kiss TNT champion. Well, maybe, but I certainly can't see AEW World AEW World Heavyweight Champion Sunny Kiss. No, I just can't see it. And that's not taking away anything from him. It's just in the presentation. All right. Which I feel I feel the same way about Orange Cassidy too. Like Orange Cassidy, I I love Orange Cassidy, but AEW champion Orange Cassidy just doesn't. That's why some people are fit to, as much as, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but because it's like, because you know I'm I've done this and everything. It's like I could. I could see people who could be world champion mm-hmm. and because if you get in the wrestling business, you know, everybody knows what the wrestling business is, yada, yada, yada about, you know, it's all work. <laughs> uh, Wait, it's, it's not real. <laughs> it's um, real to me. Damn it. I know. Um, <laughs> any sport you get in, you want to be the world champion. It's, it's true. But there's certain people that can not get to that status, but they could be a champion in another realm. <coughs> Dan Nelson. <coughs> oh, man. Must have my strep coming back. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> there's a nice, awkward, there's a nice, awkward silence for the audio listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, so going back on 
Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott, which that kind of surprised me. I mean, it, 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 it does and it doesn't because right when I'm like, huh, they were putting a lot behind him. Oh, but it's WWE, so you might as well just put you might as well just put it as the whole hit row right there. Well, I mean, essentially, right, all three of them that got released. Yeah, that was he was the third one, right? No, like no, like they released B-Fab. right? And now they just released the rest of the group. Oh yeah 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 okay. Isaiah, oh, because 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 Top Dalla was next, and Ashante. <laughs> The yeah, Adonis. So, yeah, they all got released. Right, and that sucks for them because I just read a report last night that they had just done a whole bunch of stuff like for video yeah. games and figures yeah. and all that, and now it's not going come to come to fruition. Well, you, know, you know what would be really shitty of WWE to do? Which I think they would still get royalties for this, but it depends on their contract. If WWE still went ahead with the action figures and the video game content anyway after they released them, ooh, I, I'm waiting. I, they're going to do it. Guarantee they're going to do it. I don't think. I don't think they will. All reason being is why I say this because <clears throat> they'd have to send them royalty <clears throat> checks, right? Plus, they also it was the whole thing with Sting when Sting left. They had figures already made up, ready to go for him. Mm. They just hadn't, they were like prototypes, or not even prototypes yet, but they were, you know, on the computer, and I've seen images on the figures of what they're going to look like, courtesy of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. <clears throat> Where can they check and, them out? <laughs> check them on YouTube, check them on Twitch, check them on everything. Just like social the, media. Just like the Down the Middle Podcast. You're right. YouTube, Twitch, yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor. Wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to the Down the Middle Podcast. Bored at work? Listen to the Down the Middle Podcast. You're right. Your wife driving you crazy? <laughs> Just open your YouTube app, watch the Down the Middle Podcast. Are you unsure of what to get your friends and family for the holidays? Well, guess what? You can tell them about the Down the Middle Podcast, and it's free. Or you can Check get them, or you can get them some excellent average intelligence slash RT Media slash down the middle podcast merchandise that is linked in the store below. Anyway, where are we going? Oh yeah, Ac- <laughs> the Sting, the Sting action figures. Yeah, um, that's good. Good. Uh, I'm you know. I'm I'm really learning from Jim Cornette because some of his ad spots are the funniest things I've ever heard. What was my favorite one? Because they're they're sponsored by Manscape, and love is like, it's like Brian. You want to know what's worse than being released by the WWE? Cutting your balls when you're trying to shave them, and that is why we are sponsored by Manscape with the lawnmower 2.0. It's good shit. Anyway, the Sting action figures. There's a lot of people sponsored by them. Anyways, um, yeah, Sting, they were supposed to release some Sting figures, and then all of a sudden, Sting left WWE. Yeah. It's just like, okay, because that's when he was going to AEW. I'm like, oh, Sting left. So now we're not going to release his figures. They were still releasing his merch, though, right? 
Um, I think they're releasing this stuff on on WWE Shop. Yes, right. But some of these figures are supposed to be like Ultimate Edition stings or WCW stink figures that like hadn't been released yet or had people hadn't seen yet. It's like, oh, now we can get these figures, and they stopped. And now we never will. You're right. You would you would think they'd be able to work something out with that though, because. I don't think Sting would necessarily. I mean, not when he's under contract to w, to AEW, obviously. But maybe maybe when he officially retires, they'll ink out a deal. The only thing he'd want to ink out a deal with WWE is if he wrestles the Undertaker. That's the only thing he wants to do. Well, that ain't happening. So <coughs> wouldn't that be fucked up? If, it would never happen. But wouldn't that be fucked up if Taker showed up at AEW? That would definitely never happen. Yeah, no, I, it, like that's not even. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. I mean, th- don't you realize he got right before uh, COVID happened? He signed a new contract for like twenty five years. He's a legends guy. Yeah, he's a under a legends contract, right? No, it's a workers contract. Seriously? Yeah. Huh. Well, I workers. mean, he made Vince McMahon a lot of fucking money over the years. Workers contract, you make more money. Than yeah. Huh, interesting. Um, so anyway, back to the releases. I already mentioned Top Dalla, Ashante, The Adonis. And then next, this one did surprise me a bit, was Tegan Knox. Yeah, a lot of people were shocked about that one. Well, because they were using her so much in NXT 1.0, which was technically 2.0, so technically we're in NXT 3.0. But then again, as soon as it'll be 4.0. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. She is a really good worker. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I always enjoyed her matches for the most part. If she wasn't in there with a complete stinker, it was usually good. Um, hell, I'll even tell you, tell you this right now. As soon as her 90 days is up, I could see her. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, she'll, she'll probably end up in AEW. I could see that. Um, someone else who's probably going to end up in AEW. I, I, well, probably Rockstar Spuds coming to AEW. <laughs> because, and you know what? This is, I, I, cause I saw his Twitter post. I know that he's sad cause he's been fired from WWE twice now. Um, dude, I'm going to call you Rockstar Spud now cause Drake Maverick was a stupid fucking name, but like but. You're, you're, you're good. You're going to be fine, dude. You say all Ali, I say Impact. I could see him going to Impact. Because can you imagine the pop that a returning Rockstar Spud will get? That's why I say that. Dust off your bow tie, good sir. You're going back to Impact. I I, I actually seen him live at once. Um, and it was actually for OVW. Oh, okay. Because OVW actually did a show here in Shelbyville. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the, at the actual fair, the local county fair. I feel like I remember yeah. that. That was a while ago. It was um, eight years ago. And I only know that because that was uh, before I had my son in it. Anyways, um, yeah, he wrestled in the main event. Here in Shelbyville against Dylan Bostic for the television title. 
friend of the well i don't know about friend of the channel is dylan bostic a friend of the channel he knows of the channel friend of the co-host certainly yes yeah friend of the co-host we should get um, we need to get him on here gotta get him out of his busy schedule with oh i know he's i i hear he's busy acting what's he acting in i actually made a movie really yes plug that shit uh well I would if I knew it was actually called. We will plug that shit on the next episode. <laughs> and he uh, is actually boxing, too, for, uh, I don't want to butcher it, but I think CBE Entertainment, something like that. You heard it it's, here. You heard it here, folks. Movie star, professional wrestler, and boxing legend in the making, Dylan Bostic. The man who can't beat right back with an inch of his life. <laughs> Oh, my God. He faced right back in a handicap match on SmackDown as uh, Brendan Burke. And then he fought him on the Indies as him. Nope, can't beat him. Well, he's but, hungry. Uh, he's hungry. But, uh, yeah, they had, a, they had a match there at the show and everything. I'm like, holy crap, this match was awesome. Yeah, I the the Dylan Bostic match that I recorded him versus Scotty Young at EWF. I was like, that's a hell of a show opener. It was really good. Scotty Young, I haven't heard that name forever. Yep, good old Scotty Young. And Jake Oman. Yep, Jake Oman was in the main events against the one badass Billy Gunn. Ah, uh, that was the XA tournament. No, not this one. I'm. I think they. Uh, think they faced each other again but this was ewf resurrection they were it was just a singles match oh yeah 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 you're right anyway and then there's two other names that nobody gives a shit about we got shane thorne and jackson Riker. i don't even know who hey. the fuck they are hey hey who are they? i like jackson i like jackson Riker. who is he gunner who gunner okay when did you when did you stop watching TNA? I was never hardcore into TNA. Okay. Um He was in TNA when Immortal started. Oh, okay, back, okay, okay, okay. Back oh, in okay. Yeah, Gunner, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well we so, care about him. Uh Shane Thorne, I don't remember remember who he was. Sorry about that. I apologize. It's not um, your fault. It's WWE's fault because we should know who all these people are. You're right. Uh, Jackson Riker, Gunner, as I know him as. Um, well, he's a Gunner now. Well, <laughs> if he doesn't go back to Impact, okay, I see him going to the NWA. Yeah, I could see that. And I always say that because he had a good prominence on the NWA rankings. Before he went to Impact, and then, so he he he's the one that's more fit bred of NWA power. Gotcha. Ah, look, look at the plug I just put there. There you go. <laughs> we're full. We're plugging everything today. We're like a sinking ship. Hey, I'm the boat. The <laughs> boat doesn't sink. The boat does not sink with me here. Oh, God. I should do this tired more often. We're on a roll. Anyway, uh, we'll switch gears to full gear. 
That was an yeah. accident. That was an accident. Hey, I like that. That was switching gears to full gear. Um, we had a pre-show match, which I will I will admit I didn't watch the whole thing because I was having a lot of trouble with the Bleacher Report. Guys, I figured out the problem. If you are trying to watch Bleacher Report on an Amazon Fire Stick, it will glitch like no tomorrow. Don't even try it. There's just something about I have ungodly fast internet. They require three megabits per second, I think she said. I had like 120, and it was still like freezing and skipping and all all that shit. So what I did, though, and this will only work if you have a smart TV uh, and an iPhone or some other appropriate app, but if you use the Bleacher Report app on your phone and then you screen share it to your smart TV, you'll have zero problems. That's stupid. I know it's it's some weird thing that like they're apparently they're working on it because it was the same way for all out for me like that was just a pain in the ass and it's the same thing for the replay too. But the minute I switched over to my phone and put the phone on the TV, or I guess if you've got, I guess if you got a TV with an HDMI input and a laptop, you could do it that way too as long as your laptop has an HDMI out. But I digress. Just don't even bother with the Amazon Fire Stick. It won't work, but I was having problems with it, so I didn't see this whole match. But from what I saw of it, it was good. I mean, Thunder Rosa was in it. Sheeta was in it because it was Hikaru Sheeta and Thunder Rosa against Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Uh, Hikaru Sheeta and Thunder Rosa came out with the win. But it was it was a good match from what I could see. You know, good mm-hmm. opener. Um, and then the actual pay-per-view kicks off. With what might arguably have been the best match of the night, which was, well, the best wrestling match of the night, as Jim Cornette said, uh, MJF versus Darby Allen. This was really good because both guys surprised you. They started off wrestling. I mean, it was solid. MJF showed a little bit more athleticism and than than normal, and Darby and Darby showed a little bit more technical wrestling. I don't I don't want to say technical skill because that implies that he doesn't have like Darby can wrestle, but he usually does more of the, I guess more of the car crash kind of stuff. But I mean, fuck, it was great. Um, this man got to watch it that night. I, I didn't get to watch. I was busy with other stuff, so and I, it sucks on my end. Um, but I know how good they both wrestle. Oh yeah, um, they were. It was it was good. My only problem is is obviously people has been watching AEW since then. <clears throat> I just wish they would have kept their feud going. Oh, Darby and MJF. Yes. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way because now MJF has switched over to Punk. Yeah. Which I think is too soon. And I agree. I would have like, because, I mean, geez, you could have any of the any of the four pillars of AEW, you could have feuds with them going on for a year. Easy. And I agree. Just but because there's like, something there's something there, because right out of the gate, you know, you have a storyline there already. Okay, which of the four pillars is the best? Which one's the future of AEW? Like, which one's going to lead AEW? AEW's next generation. Which one's gonna? Who's gonna be the Cena of AEW going forward? And out the four pillars is Darby, MGF, 
Jungle Boy, and who's the who's the fourth? Sammy Guevara. That's right. Now, arguably, I, I guess you could argue that Adam Page should have been part of that, but I get it because he was already he's already known. Yeah, already known because the elite and everything. It, else. Exactly. So that's why he's not included there. But you got all four of those guys were vir- not unknown, but virtually from a from a mainstream television audience perspective, they were unknown. Like I knew who Sammy Guevara was, and I knew who MJF was from MLW. Well, Sammy, well, Sammy Guevara also worked in that too. That's that's how him. I knew who he was. Yeah, and I, I I saw the first match of his I ever saw at first because he came out with a pan on his head. I'm like, this is fucking goofy, and then he started wrestling, and I'm like, okay, I'm a fan. Uh, and the thing is, too, is like two of them has already been TNT champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darby has him. Um, Sammy now. Sammy now. And then MJ. And then MJF is the. Um, they're booking them all so well because MJF has the is the two time uh, Dynamite Diamond Ring winner, right. and Jungle Boy is the first AEW wrestler to get what was it? What is it? A hundred wins or fifty wins? Hundred. Hundred. And did the beat and won the beat the clock challenge against Jericho. Right. So they're all being booked exceptionally well. Well, but what I was about to say is out of all four of them, MGF will be world champion. Well, yeah, 100%. Probably first, if yes, I had to guess. Be. Yeah. Out and, of all, yeah. Well, and here's the other best part. So out of the four pillars, you have, you have one guy who is a solid heel and I, I can't imagine ever being a baby face. And then you've got another guy who's a solid baby face. I can't really ever see him being a heel. And then you've got two guys that could go either way, but one's more of a baby face and one's a little bit more of a heel. Like right now, all but MJF are baby faces, but Sammy, right. Sammy and Darby could theoretically go different ways. I, I guess Jungle Boy could be a heel, but I'd, I wouldn't buy it. The no. only the only way they can make Jungle Boy a heel. And they'd have to wait. I mean, he'd have to cut his hair because he'd have to do like the Hollywood shit and be like, my dad was Luke fucking Perry and I'm better than all you motherfuckers. But that's MJF's gimmick. So. Right. But he but Jungle Boy is the one doing what he's doing and staying out of his dad's shadow. Right. And and I get that. And that's like he's automatically a baby face because of that. And, and that's why I respect about him is like yeah. he, he's he's not using his dad's name to get himself over. But I love that JR will refer to him as Jungle Boy Jack Perry because when he gets right. older, like he's not going to go by Jungle Man. He's probably going to go by Jack Perry. <sighs> but by that time, like by that time, you know, his, I, I don't want to say people will have forgotten his dad, but the younger generation won't know of his dad unless their parents expose them to it and it's it's going to be in the minority so by that time probably by the time jungle boy's like in his mid to late 30s he's probably going to be able to go by jack perry and not have a problem and then maybe he well, could turn heel well but the people people over the now know who jack who jack know who his dad is because they're because younger generations have watched that show riverdale yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know right and he was on that too so that's what that's the reason why I'm saying that as well. Right, that's what I'm saying. You can't do that now. Like I get why he's going by Jungle Boy now, but if he's 40 years old, he can't go by Jungle Boy. 
Well, it'll have to be Jungle Man. You're right. Which I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Jungle Boy could totally do a male stripper gimmick. Older. When he's older, go by Jungle Man. No. Be a fucking heel. No. What, Joey Ryan? Joey Ryan did it. Who? Joey Ryan. Oh, yeah. He disappeared, too. Oh, Hangman killed him, but then he came back. You're right. I I digress. Um, The only thing, and I don't even, I'm not even going to say I didn't like it. I just kind of, I think the execution could have been better was the finish of the MJF Derby match. I I liked what they were doing where MJF gets the skateboard and tries to convince Darby to hit him with it so that he'd get disqualified. Right. But, like, I don't know. And then they take the board away and they hit some. Yeah, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, okay, you don't have to use the skateboard, but he's down on his knees. Like, just kick him in the fucking face. I get it. I get what they were doing, though. Like I said, it's very minor. And it didn't really take me out of it because at the time I was invested in the match. It was only afterward where I was thinking about it. And I was kind of like, uh, why didn't you just kick him in the face? But I digress. It wasn't it wasn't that important. Uh, next, we moved on to a match that was overall very good, except the finish was so, so bad. So bad. It was uh, the Lucha Brothers defending their AEW tag team titles against FTR. Good match. The finish was... It almost looked like a mistake. So long long story short. And the other thing that annoyed me, and Jim Cornette pointed this out too, which was hilarious because I thought the same thing. There were like a solid three times during that match where if it had ended right there it would have been fine. Like, it would have been great. Okay. But instead, the finish they chose to do, Penta and Dax were the legal men. Uh Uh-huh. Dax and Cash both ended up out of the ring. They went under the ring. Cash comes up wearing the lucha mask from uh, Los Superanas. Las Superanas, my bad. Um, So he's wearing the green mask and tries to get offense on Penta and pin him with his feet on the ropes. Ref catches it, breaks the count, and then Penta and uh, Phoenix give him a give him a finisher basically. And Penta pins Cash under the mask and they retain their titles, but Cash wasn't the legal man. Now, what I think they're going to do is FTR's going to come back and say he didn't pin the legal man. We didn't lose that match. I, it was well. It was weird. Well, we get they could do that because then that, like I like I've said before, to you before, is they can set up <clears throat> title for title, right? And I get that, but here's the problem. So after Pinta pins Cash, and first of all, it's obvious because there's hair coming out of the back of the mask, and Dax is bald because yeah. they didn't tie the mask up. Obviously, they didn't have time. Um, And this is why I think it was a mistake, because I think they were supposed to tie the mask up, but he couldn't get it. Um, I lost my train of thought. So, but anyway, he gets in the ring and the mask isn't fully done. Um, And then Penta pins him and then Penta takes the mask off. 
So it's cash. It's obviously cash. And cash was mm-hmm. not the legal man. Right. And the referee looks down at cash and it's just like, fuck it. They win. Um, like I said, like if I seen what you've seen, then I, like I'm trying, I'm visualizing it right now and I get what you're saying, but the only logical explanation I give to you is like I said, they're setting up for that blow off match. Right. But that's why I think it was a mistake. Right. But I digress. Overall, good match. The finish was just a little. Blah. Yeah, the finish was just a little black and kind of lackluster compared to the rest of the match. Ah, but anyway, then we move on to the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final, Brian Danielson <coughs> versus Miro. Miro. It was it was a solid match. Really good match. I, I'm sure they beat the crap out of each other. They did, but they also did it in a way because, like, Brian Danielson didn't look indestructible, and he was wrestling that way because, like, he wrestled in a way that made sense. Miro has the size and strength advantage, so Brian is wrestling in that way. He's being fast. He's going in and out. He's trying to get submissions as opposed to power moves. It just any anyone with a submission. Which was the yes lock, I'm assuming, right? I actually... He transitioned into something else that I had to do with his neck. I actually don't think it was the yes lock. I think it was. I don't remember. It just says technical submission. I don't okay. think it. I don't think it was the yes lock though. Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, it's not the yes lock anymore. What is it? I can't remember. It's, it won. It won kind of mutilation, was it? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> okay. I digress. Um, or Dragon Sleeper? I think it was the Dragon Sleeper. Huh. I think. I don't know. You'd, somebody can fact check me in the comments. All right. But I digress again. Oh, crap. Where did... Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I lost, going on. I lost the YouTube chat on accident. Just making sure. Don't want to leave anybody hanging. Okay, we're back. Anyway, next match, we move on to Jurassic Express and Christian Cage versus the Super Click in a Falls Count Anywhere match. This thing was... I mean, it, it was just all over the place. Like, I'm not saying it was bad, but I'm also not saying it was good. Like, the, the, the moves and stuff were good, but the match in and of itself didn't make a whole lot of sense. So it was a cluster. It was a cluster, yeah. The ending was good. <clears throat> uh, Jungle Boy got his revenge concerto on Matt Jackson and got the pin. But the bulk of the match, and there was a lot of, like, again, there was a lot of wrestling logic, as you like to say. Right. You know, it's just not not a lot of it does a lot of sense. 
Like, if you're in a street fight, why would you climb scaffolding to try to do a Panama sunrise when you can just grab a chair and cave somebody's skull in? You know, that kind of stuff. You know, why would you do a shooting star shooting star press off the off the uh, the ramp when you could just as easily throw somebody onto the other guys? But I get I get it. It it looked it looked cool. There's a lot of cool moves. It's just that again, a lot of wrestling logic. You talking you talking about the shooting star press from uh from Luchasaurus? Luchasaurus? Yep. Although they did, did they did I, they did get a really cool shot after Luchasaurus did that, then they uh cut to Jungle Boy, who actually mouths holy shit, and then the commentary team saw and they're like, Holy shit is right, kid. <laughs> I did see I did I will admit too, ladies and gentlemen, I did see clips of this stuff. I did see the ending of the main event. And there was one part that on this in this match I did see though. It was the uh what was it? <sighs> it was the setup for um I it's hard to remember which one it was. It was one of the bucks got thrown into the ladder and then it's set up perfectly for Luchasaurus to do the moonsault. Yes. And then something else happened, like, right after that. I don't remember what it was. I but mean, then I did. Oh, go ahead. Go. And then, but then I did see the clip of where Luchasaurus did do the shoot star press onto the people on the out, on the ground and everything. And I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it looked cool, and I'm not taken away from it. Again, it just doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense, and it takes. Which, again, I know it's a it's a young bucks match, so it's just one of those things. It's like, why is somebody that's why is somebody that size doing it? But, well, because he can. But <laughs> well, I, I know he can. But it goes along the sense of like, why would somebody like he he's going he's becoming considered one of the best big men in the industry right now. Deservedly like, so. He's like Bam Bam Bigelow and Mike Awesome and everybody else who could do stuff that you you wouldn't think you'd be doing. So, but yeah, you're you're right. It is a Young Bucks match, and they got to do a lot of high spots and everything else. But so. in a but in a way, and I've seen. I don't really know who to blame for this one because I've seen Young Bucks matches that looked very hard hitting. This one, it seemed like there was a lot of it. It, it looked more like a dance than a wrestling match. In as okay. much as there seem there, you can tell when there's cooperation, <clears throat> particularly with Luchasaurus, just because I think there's a size difference, and it's obvious that he has to help them because, I mean, Luchasaurus is what two sixty, like he's a big dude, right? Two thirty, two sixty, somewhere along there. The young bucks might be the young bucks might be like they might be one ninety soaking wet. <laughs> And I'm not I'm not taking anything away from him, but it's just Adam Cole's stuff looked really good. <laughs> I'll say that much. Christian's stuff looked really good for the most part. Jungle Boy, I mean, everybody looked good. It's just they're just it, it looked like a Young Bucks match. People popped. I guess that's what's important. But right. then, but then the next match really was a cluster. Like to the point of where I think this one was just bad. Uh, you had Cody Rhodes and Pac for some reason versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo for some reason. 
Uh, well, we noticed over the past few weeks that they've been teaming up and everything else and everything. And I agree. And they set up that match right there in Indy where we were at. That that's this wasn't a pay per view match. This was a dynamite main event at best. And then they're doing this really weird thing where Cody and Pac aren't like gelling, and Cody is either going to turn heel soon and setting up for it, or which I think he might be because there was this really strange moment where he gets knocked out of the ring, and then he's he's out away from the corner for a very, very long time. And Pac is like, Pac, I remember one point Pac looks over to get a tag after they spent the entire match tagging themselves in because they don't want the other person in the ring, apparently. But then tag, Pac needs a tag, but Cody's still fucking around at ringside, except he's obviously fine because he's talking to Arn, he's talking to the doctor, he's not selling, he's just kind of standing there. And then it was time to go time to go home. Then he finally like just pops out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But then they don't go home. And Andrade, like everyone, nobody came out better after this match than they came in before it. Everybody came out either the same or worse. Andrade, and it wasn't his fault, but Andrade made a little bit of a botch on a spot where he was like going over the rope. And he mm-hmm. didn't quite get enough momentum and didn't clear it, so he kind of bobbed there for a minute. And Cody just stands there and waits for him, which mm. I get, but it just it didn't look good. He made up for it though because he did a uh, really cool. I don't even know what you call it, but I call it a triple spinning what call it from the top rope to the outside. That looked pretty cool. Um, it makes no sense for Malachi Black to be in this match because he's a solo act. And he's not somebody that Andrade can buy. I'm going to, I'm going to assume though that they got the pin on Andrade, and not Malachi. Yes. Yeah, Pack got the pin on Andrade. Okay. So, but in in essence, even though I get what you're saying, it still saved. Malachi's character. Right. Like, it didn't destroy his character, but it was out of character for him, and it's out of character for Pac, because Pac is the kind of guy... Like, he's probably the one person on the AEW roster who would willingly walk into a handicap match rather than accept help. Right. It's it's, it's just... And especially, he obviously doesn't like Cody at all. Like, at best, he was tolerating him until he needed him, and then they were cohesive. And then Pac slipped when he was going for the black arrow he didn't fall completely but he stumbled a bit which again not trying to shit on him but this this match was not to me it didn't belong on a pay-per-view from a booking perspective like the match itself was fine like for the most part they were a little bit more goofs and screw-ups than normal from these guys like, cause these guys are usually top notch. They usually don't make mistakes, but everybody had a little bit of a slip up, but I don't know. But like I said, Pac, uh, Pac got the win on, uh, Andrade El Idolo. And next we had another pretty good match. We had Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, oh, DMD defending her AEW women's world championship against Ty Conti. 
And this match went exactly like we predicted. Ty put up a good fight, but she did not win. And there really wasn't... There may have been one moment where it looked like she was seriously going to win, but for the most part, it looked like the doctor was going to win. Right, and that's why you and I had that conversation on Dynamite about that. Yep. And we both decided... We, we both agreed that if anybody wins the woman's title from Brett Baker... It'll be Ruby Soho or Thunder Rosa. Yep. As of right now, there was a moment where I thought maybe Chris Statlander would be able to win it, but she ended up losing that match. So, and I agreed with that. I think Britt, I think Britt Baker still needs it because she's so over. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that she doesn't need to keep going on as champion. She does. Well, and she is over. And not only that, we're about to crown the first ever host champion. So we don't we don't really need two women's title changes right now. No, no, and I'm not disagreeing with that either. I'm just thinking like we, you and I both agreed that if she does drop the belt, it'll be to one of them two. Yep. So, but then the other contender for possibly best match of the night, just from a a storytelling perspective, was CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. <sighs> This was good. This was really good. Shorts, Sam Punk. Short, yeah, fight shorts. But you know what? I like what I like what Punk is doing. He's doing some really subtle things, but it's it's telling the story. He came out in fight shorts. He's there to fight. He didn't like engage with the crowd. He came right down, eyes locked on Kingston. And then Kingston, he gets in the ring, and Kingston just immediately backhands him in the face before the bell rings, cleans it, not literally, but, like, knocks him out. It gives him a work knockout shot. And Kingston's obviously, like, he's he's wrestling as though he's not trying to win a match. He's trying to hurt him. Right. And Punk is wrestling like he's trying to survive for the most part. And then the one part that was strange for me is at one point, Punk is going to set up for the go-to-sleep, and he's getting booed. That surprised me. That just goes to show you how over Kingston is. And there are there well, are there are legitimate, like I'd say close to 50-50, if not 50-50, Eddie Kingston chance versus CM Punk chance. And I did not expect that. I I I would. Which I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry though. Like, because I like I love Eddie Kingston, don't get me wrong, and I liked him. Eddie Kingston might be the maybe one of the fastest wrestlers I've ever been like, okay, I'm a fan. Because the first time he was on Dynamite and came out and started cutting that promo, I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Like, I believe I believe what this guy's saying. I I and I I think, I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago or, or last episode. I've been an Eddie Kingston fan for most of his career. Because he used to wrestle from Chikara and all that stuff. And he talked and he uh, worked in Impact as the manager for LAX 2.0. And, you know, he's in NWA and everything. I'm like, oh, I love the way he talks. Yeah. Um, the way he works. Give, give me an Eddie Kingston promo. The only time I've ever been taken out of an Eddie Kingston segment is uh, that that bit in Indianapolis when they just cut to him running. And it's probably because I know what that building is. And it, it just seemed hilarious to me. 
And we walked right by that building too. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's right next to the livestock show building. <laughs> like, and it just cracked me up. Like, why are they there? <laughs> you and I, well, as soon as they saw that, showed that promo of them in the parking garage and everything else, I'm like, oh, we walked right by that <laughs> just to get to get, well, to and get, it was, get inside. Well, and it was funny because when we walked by it, I actually thought to myself, because again, I know what that building is. I'm like, why is that open? It's because they were going to shoot a segment in it. Well, it was open the last time we were there. Yeah, I know, but they didn't. Like the lights were on and everything, and like it was right. Well, that's where. Well, that's where all the crew. Uh, yeah, that's that's where the uh, the people park. The right. Yeah. So yeah, I I found that funny, and then they just cut to him running. <laughs> that, but should, of all people, that shouldn't of have all, been that shouldn't have been as funny as it was but it just but but did you but did you notice though like who was who was actually running after him i know ruby soho was in his corner or she was the one running yeah 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 yeah, yeah. she was like trying to run after him trying to hold him back i'm like ruby of all people you're the one trying to hold him like i get they have a history because of chikara and everything i get it but it's like, of all people that's going to hold Eddie Kingston back, it's going to be Ruby. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Come on. Come on. No. Like, I love you, Ruby, but no. Come on. But anyway, predictably so, CM Punk got the win. But again, this makes all the sense in the world because Eddie is so over right now. Like, as long as they don't put him on a massive losing streak with streak with nobody's, like, he's going to be fine. Right. Like, if they start putting him on dark and he's losing to... People like Sonny Kiss and Joey Janelle. I, I we need to see Eddie get some wins on television, and I think they will. Well, and that's why I think with what who he just started, who he just now started feuding with. Uh, yep. I was like, yeah, it'll be perfect. Because again, Eddie Kingston is somebody I could see being world champ. Not yet, but he just needs to. I don't know what he needs. He just, I, I feel like there's something that's missing, but he's, he's, he's almost there. Right. He's almost there. I mean, he's definitely over. Maybe, maybe he needs to be TNT champion first, maybe. Well, he had that chance to do that, and they, I get why Sammy's got it. I get why Sammy's got it now. I do. But I think Eddie was also a legit threat who could actually do it to win that belt. Yep. And, oh, that led to the, uh, oh, we haven't gotten there yet because there was a surprise. There was a big surprise. And it's funny because we talked about this before. And when it happened, I was like, oh, shit, finally, finally, he's going to get the recognition he deserves. But that's after the next match. Next match was another cluster and not in a good way was the Inner Circle versus American Top Team in a Minneapolis street fight in which 99% of it took place in the ring. I'm shocked. Yeah, and well, and again, I think they're working around limitations of... Oh, for Dan? Not just Dan, because, I mean, the other, like, the other guys were impressive. Uh, Junior Dos Santos did some really, really good spots, considering I don't think he's been... Uh, training with pro wrestling all that long. Just okay. a, he's just a super athletic dude. And then 
Andrei Arlovsky was good too. Like they 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 both did very well. Um, but the match itself was kind of just a cluster. Please say they did a spot with Paige. What do you mean? Like he got like, okay. He, like he got put through a table. Sammy fucked him up. No, I'm talking about Paige Van Zandt. The girl. Oh, Paige. I thought you meant uh, Ethan Page. No, 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 no. Not no. that I can recall. <clears throat> okay, I, I pretty it's just been one of those things. Like somehow she, some way, like cause she's been she's been the one running her mouth for top team. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like somehow she's getting involved in the match to try to screw over her inner circle, but. Not that I can recall. Like, she was talking shit, but I don't recall a spot. Okay. But anyway, the uh, I, the inner circle came out with the win. I will say this, though. I liked the finish. I liked the finish. I liked the finish a lot, actually. It was one of the highlights of the match. Along, I liked the finish. Al- along with the aforementioned uh, ladder and table spot with Sammy and uh, Ethan Page. That was a holy shit moment. The frog splash. Yeah, that was good. The, I I liked it because of where they were at and and the date. Why. Yeah. Oh, there were there were a lot of Eddie tributes. Uh, CM Punk did three amigos in the FTR Lucha Brothers match. Dax went for the three amigos. He got two, but then Penta stopped him and then did his three amigos. And then and then Phoenix did the the shimmy okay. and then went up top and did a frog splash. See that to me, that to me would have been a great finish right there because of where they were and. But no, and I I get that, but you can't really end the same match the same way. Right, but this was before I knew what the finish to. Okay, I get that. Because like, because like, um, what was I say? Like I'm not I'm not trying to use the wrestler, even though a lot of wrestler people was a real big fan of that movie. I like, love that movie. What, well, I get what they say that because you know I've been behind the scenes and everything. So I, what they talk about in that movie was special to wrestlers. Like, what are you guys doing for finish? And they find out like, okay, so I know what you're doing, so now we can do what we're doing, stuff like that. Yeah. So I get it. Did you did you know that the uh, before we finish on, I read. Did you know that they didn't even stay in the same hotel? No. All the wrestlers stay at the Marriott. Okay. Well, they decided in respect to Eddie, because that's where he died was in the Marriott there in Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. Okay. God damn, I was thinking Indianapolis for some reason, but yeah, okay. <laughs> His last match was in Indianapolis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they said that instead of staying at the Marriott, they changed their hotel reservations to another hotel, which is right there by the arena, right exactly like right across the street. You can walk from the arena to the building back instead of the Marriott because it was out of respect to Eddie. And I'm like, I like that. I like that. Sucks for the Marriott, but I, I like that. Well, and I'm sure they understood too. Like, okay, we we get it. So yeah, they were probably like, but what if we give you a discount on the rooms? I I I couldn't. Have, I I know I'm being. Yeah, I couldn't have done it. I'm being an ass. 
Um, so this leads into the surprise. Jay Lethal is all elite, baby. He is? Yep. And finally. Finally, this guy will get the exposure that he deserves. You don't think he's got enough exposure? No. Because he's he's too... I don't mean to say this condescendingly. He's too good for Ring of Honor only. He's too good for Ring of Honor only. He needs to be. So are the Briscoes. Then you read. I'm sure you read about what happened with that, didn't you? Uh, which specifically what? They read Dynamite this past Wednesday. I haven't watched Dynamite yet. No, 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 no. no they were. Oh, they were in the crowd. They're backstage. Backstage. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can believe they that. Were, they were just their only guests. That's all yeah. they were. Well, they're probably waiting of, waiting for their contracts to run out. Well, hell, I mean, Jay Liesel's contract should have, he should have been under contract before he went to ring uh, all AEW too. Mm, I don't think so. Not if he's all elite. He'd have to be free. That That's what I'm saying. Like, he's, I, I'm shocked. Yeah. Well, because remember, Thunder Rosa wasn't all elite until her NWA contract officially expired, even though she'd been on the program for six months. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I figured his contract would be one of those contracts that's like that would have went into the next year. It just depends on when he was signed. But yeah, you would right. think. But before they made that announcement, they, he might have been up to re-sign, you know, in November for all we know. True, true don't know but i'm happy about that because jay lethal deserves he deserves to be a big name on a big stage because he's that goddamn good yes and if he doesn't win the aw world title something wrong he's he's going to eventually i don't know how fast that's going to happen but could you like we finally get to see things like brian danielson versus jay lethal yes we get to see CM Punk versus Jay Lethal, potentially. Kenny Omega versus Jay Lethal. Well, when he comes, we'll get to that point. Yeah, I, I hear I hear Kenny's actually going to be undergoing some surgeries. Yeah, which we, we will get to that point in just a few minutes. Yep. After we get, I get done with the pay-per-view. Cover the main event, which was everything I wanted it to be and more. Which we all, everybody called it. How could they not? Plus, it seems to me like, and I'm, I might be reading too much into this, but it seems like Kenny had slowed down a step. I'm assuming because of some nagging injuries that he's going to take care of. Either that or he was changing his style to wrestle as a heel. I don't know. But Hangman Adam Page won the AEW World Heavyweight Championship from Kenny Omega, and I loved the finish. I thought it was great. Some people didn't like it. But I thought it was fantastic because it shows how good the Young Bucks and the Elite are at long-term storytelling because yes. it, it called back to the beginning of AEW. And if you've been watching since the beginning, you knew exactly what was going on. Especially when the Bucks were down there and they just gave that nod, like, mm -hmm. go. Well, that's what I said when we were in Indianapolis. I even said with the contract, that's the... First interesting contract signing in wrestling I've seen in probably 10 years. Like, that yep. was good. 
It was so good. And like Paige brings up Ibushi, and again, like if you've if you've been following Omega, you know exactly what these guys are talking about. And they're doing things that WWE is afraid to do. Referencing the past and the past in another company. But that that's when like the audience audibly started going like, oh, they're going there. Yeah. We all heard it that night. Oh, <laughs> you know. That was freaking great. And I think the Kenny Omega story arc as it evolves with as it involves Ibushi is probably one of the best in wrestling. Yes. It's so good. The whole I reason because the whole reason Kenny joined Bullet Club in storyline was because Ibushi kept winning and Kenny felt like he wasn't he wasn't measuring up. And then they did that spot. I forget the paper. I forget what event it was where he's going to, because it was Ibushi versus Styles, I believe. Yeah, it was Ibushi versus Styles. Kenny gets up on the rope to presumably knock Ibushi over, but Ibushi and him like lock eyes. And it's just like, that's so subtle, but so damn good. I love the Golden Lovers. I like the whole, the whole story. All right. It's freaking great. And it makes you it makes me want to see Ibushi do some appearances with AEW and really like I would like to see that come to a head. I'd like to see maybe Kenny go back to Japan and have that like have that rivalry. But he has to be accepted back into Japan. I think that's possible. Because at the end of the day, say what you will, and I know I make fun of him and call him twinkle toes mcfinger bang but i just because it's funny but say what you will kenny omega is a money draw and i can't imagine new japan being so prideful that they would because they brought other people back i know i can't imagine they would be that anti making money and i'm not disagreeing with that i'm just stating because they lost their number one draw Right, but when, but whose fault is that? I mean, really, when you get down to it, because Kenny wasn't it wasn't a sure thing that he was gonna go to AEW or even leave New Japan. They were in negotiations. And if I'm Kenny Omega, you know, I can understand why he would want to, you know, go back to the US or at least North America with the opportunity to make because he very easily could have gone to WWE. And he would have been he would have been wasted there, but right. But look at like I said, look at his first time there. Well, yeah, but he was in developmental, and they were that was FCW, and they were they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. It wasn't not, it wasn't FCW. You're right. It was Deep South. Yep. My bad. Yeah, it was See, even worse. Was, it was even worse than FCW. That was the Georgia days. Yep. But uh, I digress. And I don't. I, I think that whole thing ended up with more animosity because, again, New Japan didn't learn their lesson. Having everyone's contracts expire at the same time is not a good idea. You guys already went through this with Styles, Gallows, Anderson, and Nakamura leaving all at the same time. Right. Like, learn your lesson. But they don't. <laughs> I know they don't. I don't. I don't get it. And frankly, I think New Japan should try to buy Ring of Honor. Huh? Oh, because imagine, imagine if you could have the entire Ring of Honor library on New Japan World. 
That's true. I think they should do it. And then they get their and then they get their US promotion. That's right. Um and this is going we'll get back to what I was saying earlier about Kenny. We were talking about Kenny and his injuries. Um because he is going to be taking time off to get shoulder surgery and everything. Because I just watched the video, <clears throat> which weirdly enough uh, is is a chiropractor on YouTube, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I, I didn't watch it, but I, I know what video you're talking about. Yeah, well, I watched it all the way through and everything. And he talks about his career with Japan and everything else, and he's like he's doing this to get get through so he can get to his match with Paige and all that. But yeah, he's going to have to take some time off and get shoulder surgery and everything. But what's, what sucks is apparently um, it screwed up. It's screwing everything up for triple mania because he was supposed to go defend the belt again there. And now he's not going to be able to. Oh yeah. And, that is a problem. Yeah, apparently one of the – I remember which one it was because Conan talked about it on a podcast last night it was about him, and I don't remember. It's one of FTR that's hurt mm. right now. Um, they're supposed to defend the AAA tag titles. Oh, and, yeah. And one of them's hurt, and one, now they can't go defend them. And now somebody else is hurt too, and now they can't go good. So it's like – so i mean here's the thing though like that's if you're not sure of the recovery time just have them vacate the belts and then they can come back and say i never lost you know though the tried and true well i never lost this belt i just had to vacate it because i was injured and, and i'm not disagreeing with that either but i think it's one of those it's unfortunate but right well i don't i don't think that's something that's ever been done in mexico Possibly, I wouldn't know. So it's like, I think the only way that a belt comes <clears throat> off is uh, they pretty much lose the belts, you know, rightfully so, like the right way. That way, they can just get out of their thing or whatever they're doing. Yeah, they're doing. that's that's true because if you have like a, like you wouldn't have a world champion boxer vacate a belt because he was injured, you would postpone the fight. Right. Yeah, and that makes sense. Actually, it does make sense. But then you could do you could do a you can do a Mexican FTW angle. I don't know who. Do you know who Kenny's facing for the belt? It was supposed to be that Vikingo. Vikingo. Oh, Vikingo. Yeah. So just have Vikingo. Oh, this would be great. Triple A. Feel free to steal this idea because it would be awesome. So he's Vikingo, right? He's a conqueror. He plunders. He takes what gold he wants, right? Well, right. He can't get this gold. So fuck that guy. I'm the king. He's too scared. He's using the injury to not. So I'm going to like, this is the real title and it can be the Mexican FDW title. Yeah. yeah but then that would be still in from Taz. When it did well, it it's not, it's not the literal FDW title, but you know what I mean? I right. But I get what you're saying, but it's like, Oh, have here's, here's a better idea. Come to AEW win the FTW title. And then defend that at Triple Mania. <laughs> yeah. Not just, like saying that. No. Just ideas. Just ideas. No, I, I get it. I get it. 
I get them. If if they do that though, I'm calling plagiarism. There's nothing original in wrestling. True. So there's no such thing as gimmick infringement, so, even though there is. So Vince Russo wasn't original. <laughs> I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying it was original. I mean, who? Uh, yeah, that's it. Is, is that your RD? Is he? Is he? Is he original? original? Yeah. Set the record straight for us. So I need to reach out to him because. Uh, Though the video's not up yet, so they don't need to know. But suffice it to say, I need to reach back out to RD and figure out a time for that thing. And then I also need to put that video up because I'm way late. But, yeah, I might be able to do that today. I don't know. But I'm also probably going to go back to sleep. Well, here, here's my question. Uh, as everybody knows, we have a contest going on. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. And I need to post a video about that, too. So, fuck. So that I that I will probably do today just okay. to get it up there. OK. Well, that was it for full gear. So unless you have something to add, I think we can wrap her up. I think we can wrap her up on that one. Kick ass. And then, as always, everyone, if you're listening or watching the podcast and you have a topic that you would like us to talk about, feel free to let us know. Let us know in the comments. Let us know on the Twitter you can send yeah the twitter machine you can also uh send us a voice message if you listen through the anchor platform which is a really cool feature which that's why i need to do the video about the contest so i can show you guys how to do that so nobody so that way you can't not win the contest just because you don't know how to do it because that would be unfair so okay all right fair enough yeah that's it okay to quote to quote YouTube star, the critical drinker. Anyway, that's all we've got for today. Go away now. Well, we can't go away until you do your plugs. I'm I already did the plugs. Oh, okay. Okay.